0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Thursday, July. Everybody, we are in July. How crazy is that? Uh, July 1st, in fact, guys. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball recently launched. Or maybe if by any chance the pop culture entertainment route is uh, more of your thing, you can check out my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, Film Credit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, what's actually relevant, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined... You can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the show. Start getting your questions ready, folks, because we're going to be talking about uh, some of that good, good stuff. 300 episode. Mailbag coming up soon. So get those questions rolling. Get them, you know, get the the, the brain cells working for whatever you guys want. And I'm going to be looking forward to answering a bunch of questions. Today's episode is brought to you guys by Locked On MLB Prospects. If you can't help but get giddy over them, minor leaguers and upcoming stars of the future, we have the podcast for you that's Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton, and is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And today, guys, and today, we are back. It's had a no episode yesterday, no episode yesterday, so we're going to be recapping two games, two games, including last night's and the night before, and then honestly for the third segment, just going to be hanging out a little bit. Just perfectly honest with you guys. Just gonna be hanging out a little bit, talking about some of the bigger uh, storylines going across baseball. Some Padres, but mostly uh, not Padres, really. Just giving my thoughts on a couple things that I've been around, including a thing on Joe Musgrove, which I just uh, a quick take on Joe Musgrove, that has nothing to do necessarily with his pitching. Uh, but we'll be getting into him a lot on today's episode, for sure, because he also pitched in last night's game. We'll touch on all that. But for now, guys, let's begin by talking about the game really quickly from two nights ago in which the Padres won by a score of 5-4. to four. And what's crazy is, first of all, you know, no no real major starting pitcher. Blake Snell gets scratched from his start, which was very odd. Uh, with a, with an illness, apparently, so hopefully he'll be back soon, but Craig Stammen gets the start in this game, he goes two innings, giving up one run on three hits, Craig Stammen, again, very solid this year, 2.89 ERA, 1.01 whip, I even thought that his the hatred for Stammen last year was a, a little bit unjust, so don't get me wrong, he's not an ace quality reliever, he's not even, I'd argue, a good reliever, I think he's gotten a little bit fortunate this year, uh, to a degree. But also, I, I just think, like, if Craig Stammen is a guy that you really think is that awful in your bullpen, like, you are probably you probably have a pretty decent bullpen. You know how much, like, the Phillies or the Blue Jays or the Yankees uh, might even be killing for Craig Stammen these days? I mean, maybe not as much the latter. The latter is still okay. But we'll get into the Yankees a little bit later and just the absolute madness that happened with them last night. But uh, Craig Stammen starts it off, and then Neil Ramirez... Or, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Ramirez uh, goes into the game. I don't know why I keep calling him Neil Ramirez. Can you guys figure that out? Because Nabil Krizmat isn't a name, that's all that. But anyway, uh, he go, He follows up, and then um, wow, uh, Nabil Krizmat comes into the game. He gives up two runs, uh, which was very unfortunate, of course. Um, and the big thing, really, in the game was just a surplus of hits from the Reds. It's not like there were uh, too many home runs, at least early on in the game. You know, you get a bunch of uh, huge hits from the Padres, a triple from Jake Cronworth, who seems to just be absolutely continuing his hot streak and exacting vengeance on everybody who wronged him for not being in the finalists uh, selection for second base for the All-Star game. Look, I, I talked about like a week ago, or two weeks ago now, that you shouldn't complain too much about All Stars, that bottom line, someone's gonna be a snub. I do think it is a little bit ridiculous that he wasn't even a finalist and that the Dodger dude, Gavin Lux, and it's not like Gavin Lux is it's not like Gavin Lux even has like a viral moment of fun. You know what I mean? It's not like he's say Amir Garrett, who's not been necessarily the best pitcher in the world. You know, we've beat up on him, uh certainly, especially last week, uh, when it comes to Amir Garrett, but like I could kind of understand if, like, he made it just because he had that viral fight from a few years ago. And became, like, a little bit of a fan favorite. Still a little bit of a fan favorite. I could understand that. But, like, what has Gavin Lux done? Like... He ain't, like, some super exciting player. You know what I mean? Like, he's not even a DD Gregorius flawed player that, like, people kind of like. No, he's not even that. So, I don't know why that happened. But, anyway, uh, Jay Croner with exacting revenge on all the haters. Um, Machado hits a sacrifice fly. But, Tommy Fam kind of one of the, the stories in this game. And, actually, uh, shout out Andres Rivera, who's a listener of this podcast, who actually DM'd me on Twitter bringing up the podcast um, The Bigs from mlb.com hosted by Xavier Scruggs and it was a uh, interview with Tommy Pham recently that I actually really enjoyed where he kind of talked about just his rise and grind some of the you know the trials and tribulations throughout his life personal life and you know I just brought up to me like hey you know it makes you kind of feel bad about how much we were booing this guy heading into the year and it's like look everyone can speak for yourself I let me be clear guys when I boo I don't boo players for and like literally I don't I never boo players it's just one of my things I never boo during a game or anything like that. It's just kind of tiresome. I just sit there in disgust. Usually, that's my reaction as a fan. Whenever I'm complaining about a player, I don't mean that in, like a mean way. Like I want that to be clear. My Joker thing about Blake Snell, I honestly think is just really funny, and it's just frustration. But I'm never like, I'm never gonna start like, I don't know, being really personal about. It. I mean, apparently people brought up like getting the stabbing situation. Like that's just low. So everybody be nice to Tommy fan. Although, not necessarily like, like you need to, because he's been performing uh, amazingly. He's not going to need all that help, because he's been performing great. He hits a home run in this game also, absolutely smashes one. Uh, Grisham also gets single in this game. It was a great game all around. There is a scary home run from Jesse Winker that allows Jonathan India to score after Chris Matt um, hits him, uh, hits Jonathan India. Hold on. Guys, I can't speak. Sorry, it's it's late at night when I'm recording this. I Let's just say it's been a weird night. Uh, Jonathan India gets hit by a pitch from Naluo Matt, and then he gives up the home run. Um, And then Mark Melanson picks up the save here. And it's a nice steal for the Padres overall. Again, Mark Melanson, just one of the true revelations as a reliever this year. Just 1.8 ERA, just shut down closer, only needed 11 pitches. He was awesome. And what I will say is about this game is that it was a steal. For the Padres. I mean, for them to be winning 10 out of their last 11 at this point, and for it to come after you don't even have your starter, Blake Snell, and it becomes a bullpen day in which you have to use everyone from uh, Craig Stammen to, by the way, Drew Pomeranz, I forgot, he makes an appearance. Drew Pomeranz back, by the way. Finally, we missed him. He hadn't pitched since May 9th. May 9th, so he'd been gone for quite a long time, and he's finally back. He walks one and strikes out one in this game. Should have mentioned that before, uh, but love to have him back. Definitely eases the pressure of having to get a reliever, I still think that the Padres should look to get at least a decent kind of reliever for the rest of the season, but it isn't necessarily a must if Drew Pomerantz is healthy. I do, to a degree, trust that guy uh, implicitly, and I also trust Mark Melanson, although if Mark Melanson starts falling off in the second half of the season, at least you have Pomerantz and even Emilio Pagan, who also goes in this game, uh, one inning pitched, uh, three strikeouts, uh, no hits, no walks, so that was very good. But yeah, definitely a steal for the Padres. Definitely a steal for the Padres, uh, considering they didn't have their starter. And you just, you simply love to see it. The Reds are not a bad team, guys. I know that their record doesn't always reflect that, but especially to be shutting down an offense with guys like Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Jonathan India, and I know he's old and past his prime, but Joey Votto, like, it's still impressive and speaks volumes to basically the Padres pitching, which has been good all, all year. And now, guys, before we talk about kind of the the next game, I want to talk to you about something real, 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 real important. And that is stuff to do with cars, guys. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning odyssey is an lx or an ex nobody even knows what you don't know what that means or at least i don't know what it means because i don't know anything about cars and then you have to wait for the person behind the counter to order it on their computer you can do all that from your home on your laptop or your computer or your mobile device with rockauto.com guys save time and money when using rockauto why choose to spend 30 50 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go, guys, to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right guys, now we're back continuing this podcast. Not a super meaty one, let's be honest. It's just kind of kind of a chill one. Like what do you want me to tell you? Like the Padres are winning and they're a good team as as expected, you know, they they're just playing really well and they win yet again guys with last night's game now. Uh which was, you know, a little bit uh what's what's the word? slightly unorthodox, I guess is the way I would put it. Uh, in this game, the Padres end up winning 7-5. to Joe Musgrove gets the start and has one of his, you know, less than spectacular performances that we've had in quite a while. And by quite a while, I mean, it's probably his worst performance since the game against the Giants on May 8th. In this game, he goes four innings, giving up five earned runs on four hits, walking three, and striking out three, raising his ERA to 2.63 on the season, which is certainly not bad, but it is a big jump from the 2.22 that he was carrying into the night. And the troubles kind of start early with Jonathan India walking in the bottom of the first, then a single to Jesse Winker, and then a huge home run from Nick Castellanos to drive all three of them in. Not a great start to him. And look, I've said this before. Uh, Many times, sorry if I'm repeating myself, but Musgrove has these starts. He has these starts where people can key in on the curveball that it just hangs up in the zone too much. And there's just not a lot of velocity on it. It's not like this guy's throwing 98 mile per hour curveballs or anything like that. And that's just what happened, right? So they take him deep. They also end up getting a couple more runs off of him. As I mentioned, he does give up uh, five runs, including a Joey Votto home run which makes it 5. I forgot to mention there was a sacrifice fly that in the first inning as well. So a nightmare first inning for him. And look, it happens. It absolutely happens. I like I said it's his worst start in a while. Before then, he hadn't given up more than 3 runs in a game since that May 8th start against the Giants, which he just, you know, had a little bit of a rough day and the Giants love hitting home runs, so that's just what kind of happened. So, he can be prone to mistakes. It's fine. No worries. Is it kind of one of the one of those starts that you just need to forget? Absolutely. So, let's not worry about this at all. Plus, like I said, the Cincinnati Reds are a really good hitting team. But they are not a good pitching team. As like I said, the Padres won. And you know how they won, guys? You know how they won? From home run power. And honestly, they're starting to look a little bit more like the Padres of Slam Diego Town after what happened last night. Because you get a home run... In the top of the second, from Trent Grisham. And you even get one from Will Myers to deep left center. He actually hits hits quite a bomb there. And then, in the top of the third, you get another one. A solo shot from Fernando Tatis Jr. Increasing his lead in the home run race, I guess, for the NL at least. Otani and Vladdy are absolutely killing it. But he has... 26 home runs on the year. Uh, Amazing. I mean, what what else can we say about Tatis? And then the real big hit, though, comes from yet again Trent Grisham in the top of the fifth, starting off with a single from Tommy Pham, then a single from Tatis. Then eventually, after Jay Cronenworth grounds out, a Manny Machado walk, and then Trent Grisham slam Diego returns, everybody. A grand slam for him, his second home run of the game. Trent Grisham, look, I said early on in the year, as, like, something that I half-believed, and it was a bold prediction that I thought Trent Christian would finish top 10 in MVP voting in terms of, like, outfielders and stuff, be one of the best there. Um, I don't know if I said top 10 in terms of... No, I think I said top 10 in MVP voting. I think I did. Did I say... I don't know what the heck my bold prediction was, but I know I said top 10, and that was my bold prediction, and... Look, he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. He hasn't even played all the games, but in 52 games, his slash line is 275, 361 on base, which is very, very good, and a 492 slugging. The 492 slugging is up by 40 points from last year, and yeah, the home run power has been absolutely phenomenal this year, and he's just smacking the ball all over the place. Walk rate is pretty good. He does strike out a little bit much, especially for kind of a guy who gets has such a good eye at the plate. He does tend to strike out a decent amount. But one of the little storylines I talked about preseason was I think everyone wasn't kind of bringing up the fact that Trinkersham still has room to grow. It's not like this is some 35-year-old player that managed to have a pretty good season for the Padres. This is a young up-and-comer. It's only his third season in the majors. And even his first season was not too bad. I mean, he wasn't great, but 231-328 on base his first season. It's kind of amazing, that trade that the Padres did with Luis Urias giving up him. Uh, they just they got a lot in return. They got Davies and Grisham, and they basically turned Davies into Udarvich. So that trade is, gets really overlooked, I think, by baseball prognosticators and whatnot. They don't bring up that. Everyone brings up the Tatis for James Shields trade. They bring up Tommy Pham and Jake Cronenworth for the Hunter Renfo, who, by the way, is actually killing it over in Boston right now. Now, granted, it's okay. It's not like he killed it for the Rays. Uh, it's not like we're regretting that. Tommy Pham has been awesome, and same thing for Jake Cronenworth. Um, but, you know, it's it hasn't been talked about as much, the Trent Grisham trade. So, shout out to the Padres. Shout out to Trent Grisham forever. Such a fun player to watch, to love his attitude, love his swagger, even if it probably annoys the hell out of opposing teams. And also, shout out to the rest of the game because there was no rest of the game. This game, guys, gets called after the fifth inning. Uh, too much rain and what have you. It's weird. First rain out for the season for the Padres. But since it was after the fifth inning, the Padres get the W7-5, to which is great, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. They go tomorrow to play against the Reds one last time before facing the Phillies for this July 4th weekend. That's right. Crazy, right? We're already in July. Guys, doesn't that freak you out? I don't know. Like, is it just me or has baseball season? Maybe it's just me because, you know, I create this podcast every day. So that might be a little bit to do with it. But it feels like the season's kind of going fast. And also, in fairness, not only is it because it's part of my job and I do this podcast, but the team's also really good and exciting to watch. This must be miserable to go through, like, 160 games. If you're a fan of, like, the Rangers, the D-backs, certainly. Shout out my guy, Miller Thomas, and, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates. All all those type of teams. It must be a little bit miserable. But uh, not if you're a Padres fan. They've won 11 of their last 12. All of a sudden, the panic that ensued after being swept by the Colorado Rockies, they then swept the Cincinnati Reds, and then they swept the Dodgers, and then even to a degree, people were panicking, when we had that really rough loss against the D-backs on Saturday, 1-10, everyone's freaking out, it allowed me to get a viral tweet, a semi-viral tweet, I should say, by my standards, on Twitter, and basically talking about how it's okay, you have those stinkers every now and then, even for good teams, And what can I say? The Pirates have been playing really well. Their offense returning into not the best in the league that it kind of was last year or at least one of the top ones in the league, but certainly a whole lot better. And hopefully, you know, I talked about this on Tuesday's episode, maybe they can add an extra bat, maybe improve the lineup a little bit since, and make up for the fact that Will Myers and Eric Hosmer are kind of the biggest weaknesses on the team, along with the aforementioned Blake Snell in terms of the pitching department. Uh, Maybe they can make up for that, and hopefully we're in for a monster second half for Manny Machado. And honestly, I, I really do think we're at least, we're in for a lot better, and he's been performing a lot better, especially over the... You know, last couple weeks, he's been awesome. And, Padres fans, I will say this. I defend to the death Manny Machado. I will, I, I've will. been ranting about all season how mad I get when announcers bring up the no hustle thing. When it's like, the sh- it's like a bullet to the shortstop and they're saying, why isn't he running that out? It's like maybe because he absolutely destroyed the ball. And, like, he has, like, it, 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 he would need like the portal gun in order to get to first base fast enough for some of these ground balls that everybody's complaining about that. He doesn't hustle. You need to be the flash, whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous, but I will say, uh, I'm fine with him not being necessarily a finalist. Third base is stacked, uh, for all-star this year. I think he's been maybe a little bit better than Nolan Arenado, or I don't know. It's close. It's very, very close, but I'm okay if like Chris Bryant or Justin Turner kind of are in there. I don't like Justin Turner for a myriad of reasons that I've, Don't want to get into. I do not like Justin Turner uh, at all. Uh, Not just because he's a Dodger, but, uh, you know, Chris Bryant, like, it's okay. This isn't like some giant snub. The the one that you should be annoyed by is Jake Kernworth. And also, I mentioned this on Twitter too. I don't care if Joe Musgrove had a little bit of a bad start. I still stand by it. He deserves to be an all star. I think even more so than you, Darvish. Let's use the fact that he's a breakout. Let's use the fact that it's taken a little bit of time, that he has a fun pitch mix. And most importantly, he threw the first no hitter in this franchise's history, the only franchise that had not had a no hitter. Before he came along. That deserves to be something. I don't care about the stats. His stats are also great by the way. You see even some of the advanced stats. He's been awesome. So I don't care. If you don't think Joe Musgrove is an all-star. It is simply because you are wrong guys. But let me tell you who is never wrong, guys. That is Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Hopefully you didn't bet on the Yankees last night. Uh baseball season is in full swing, and you can check all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including not just baseball, but the NBA, NHL, all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit remember to use the promo code locked on guys bet online your online sportsbook experts All right, guys, and now we're back, kind of wrapping things up with just a grab bag assortment of random topics uh, to discuss. Let's start with two Padres things. And number one, Tatis, I don't know if this was announced yesterday or maybe I just hadn't talked about it before we did our our last pod, but he decided that he's not going to be in the Home Run Derby talked about this like a month or so ago that I actually felt like for once passing on the home run derby uh, in terms of having concern that this is the first time where I actually agree with that shoulder injury you just don't want to push it I've talked about how it's affected his defense potentially when it comes to his range uh, moving around, kind of trying to grab you know ground balls and all that stuff from the infield that I think it affects him there you don't want to like push it with the home run derby so I'm perfectly fine with that smart decision I believe by Tatis and the Padres and the next thing that's Padres really is Joe Musgrove actually had a a funny moment the other day on on Instagram where he was making fun of Trevor Bauer for kind of celebrating his strikeout and saying, you know, say less, like less means more or something like that with the the peace emoji, which uh, a little corny, but whatever. And then Mike Clevenger responded, who I keep forgetting sometimes he's on the Padres, guys. I can't wait till that guy gets back. That could make for... That's like a low-key thing for next year to be really excited about that. I think people uh, forget about a little bit in terms of the Padres' potential depth for the rotation for years to come. Um, he then commented being like, we literally have a swag chain, bro. And he's right. Joe Musgrove, come on. like, Don't be a cheese ball. Don't be a corn ball. Look at the team you're playing on. Uh, we're so p- are part of that energy. We are so part of the dumb stuff. I'm all for it. Um, I will say, though, uh, this thing about Musgrove. I am not defending Trevor Bauer in any sense. And I do want to make a point of that because as you guys might have been following uh, the past couple days, um, especially yesterday after a story came out in The Athletic about an assault, a sexual assault allegation against Trevor Bauer um, came to light and I'm not going to get into it too much because to be honest with you, I'd rather have on more of an expert. It is something I have to work on as my language when it comes to talking about Uh, These issues, you know, I have a a male privilege, certainly, in this, and I haven't necessarily always had these type of issues to cover and be faced with in my life. I'm trying to get better with that. But uh, all I will say uh, to do, because this is an ongoing thing, so we shouldn't jump to any conclusions on either side, please do not do that. Do not look like a jerk. Um, all I will say is I do recommend, I retweeted it, um, onto my feed yesterday, uh, an article from Jessica Luther talking about, uh, how to cover sexual assault in sports, um, just kind of all the little tips and stuff like that, researching all these things, why it matters, I mean, I mean that part should be obvious, but this specific language we use when talking about it, I know that I read it, it's a big meaty read, kind of breaking down everything from passive voice to just the way it's reported and what's wrong with what it's reported, all these stats and facts about it, so it's on my timeline, just scroll a little bit down, retweet the other day from Jessica Luther, Patrick Herbie, or Herbie, I don't know how you say his last name, Is actually the, tw- the person who tweeted out uh, that I ended up retweeting, but um, definitely. Definitely go take a look at that. That's all I can recommend. Otherwise, it's an ongoing thing and we're not going to talk about it. This is very serious and, you know, uh, it's it's a rough time. So we're just going to pass by that. Um, But with that said, let's get back into some baseball talk, guys. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention was... Just to do with the Yankees, I guess. And the Yankees are hilarious. If you guys didn't see yesterday, um, all this Chapman, who all of a sudden is going to be absolutely on the trading block. Do I think the Pirates should go for him? I mean, I'm a big fan of buying low, but I also don't want to bring that bad karmic energy potentially uh, on our team. Uh, He's been awful. Started basically invincible to start season last night after a rain delay. After taking out Shohei Otani, he doesn't even make it past the first inning he was pitching yesterday. Walking a bunch of guys, hit a batter. It was really unfortunate, in my opinion, because I'm rooting for that guy. Love Otani. And then they're leading in the game, and then it's 8-4 heading into the top of the ninth. Walks the first batter, gets a ground out, then walks the next batter, walks the next Batter, and then gives up a grand slam to Jared Walsh then the person that relieves him ends up giving up three runs uh, the go-ahead runs uh, 11 to eight the final score um look by the time you guys are hearing this there might be some takes already out there I highly recommend if you're just in a fan of just chaos, uh, tune into sports radio in New York. Tune into the Mike Franceses. Tune into the Stephen A's. Tune into Stacey Gatsoulis of Locked On Yankees. Go listen to her podcast tomorrow. The rants, the freakouts. Are going to be legendary and hopefully also by the time this is out uh, a little article that I collaborated on with someone for Just Baseball is going to be out having to do with uh, Brian Cashman so look around for that on the Just Baseball site for sure uh, hopefully it's out tomorrow can't guarantee it so I don't have a link for it in uh, the podcast description because I'm you know recording this la- uh, the night before but uh, yeah just absolutely insane there can't wait to see what's going on with uh, the Yankees at the trade deadline they are going to be busy and also, uh, speaking of busy but in a different way, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, guys, have been absolutely on fire. Yesterday, they won by a score of 15-7, to 7, including a grand slam from Willie Adamas, who has had an insane stretch with the Rays. In 2021, he was batting 197 with a 254 on base, 371 slugging. That's a 625 OPS. And then with the Brewers so far, he has a 282 average with a 350, 365 on base, my mistake, uh, with a 527 slugging percentage, 892 OPS. Uh, absolutely insane kind of turnaround for him. But the Brewers are scary, guys. And that's a team that's going to be buying at the deadline. And their offense has been kicking up ever so slightly. I mean, yesterday they actually blew up, but they're awesome. They're 48. And 33 quietly with a significant lead in that division by six games over the Cubs, who have started to fall off a little bit. They're three and seven in their last 10. Um, Brewers, I said this earlier on after they got the W against them because the Padres haven't had a great record against the Brewers this year. I said this early on that is a team you do not want to face in the playoffs. I'd argue that basically, out of all the teams, uh, some of the teams out there, you know, I'd rather face Atlanta if they make it. I'd rather face. The Cubs. I'd rather face the Cardinals if they happen to make it. I'd rather face the Giants. But man, that Brewers, that rotation, man. And if they add another bat, it's part of me is like, I hope the Pirates trade for some guys just so the, the 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 Brewers can't. You know, it's just so they don't end up getting somebody. Um, that is a team to watch out for. They're quickly ascending in the power rankings, and you got to have them at this point as a top team in top ten top ten team in baseball. Stuttered a little bit there. Uh, top ten team in baseball, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, guys, that's basically uh, it for my just around-the-league time of coverage. Unfortunately, the Red Sox are very good. Uh, It makes me very sad. But before we kind of wrap things up officially, let me talk to you really quickly about the Locked On Today podcast, guys. The sun has set On the Los Angeles Clippers this season. My beloved boy, Chris Paul. Everybody out there, just so you know, Patrick Beverly is a clown. Been saying that for a while. He's a pretty decent defensive player uh, when he's on the floor, but he is a jerk, in my opinion. Uh, as a dude on the court, and go look up that video of him shoving in the back Chris Paul, so there's a good example for you. Uh, but get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And tomorrow, guys, look forward to a chat between myself and Dan Wilson, the host of Lockdown Phillies for a crossover, previewing this upcoming weekend series, talking about the Phillies a bit. A team that you would think, with some of the big names on their roster, to be a lot more exciting than they actually are. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Dan, who I've never had on the podcast and I've never done a podcast with, uh, really. I haven't talked to Dan too much, so I'm really excited for that. Um, I hope you guys all have a, a great weekend. I, of course, will recap uh, tomorrow's game uh, on the podcast for Friday as well at the beginning. Um, I hope you all have a great weekend. I'm going to say that again on Friday, but have a nice July 4th. Hopefully everything is going well in your life. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Send me some five-star views on the Apple Podcast app. I'd greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.